Welcome. You are listening to sermon audio from Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. We invite you to join us online or in person for one of our services. For more information about our church, please visit day3church.org. Day 3 Church, experience a new day in your life. I'm so glad you're here today. If you were here last Sunday, you may remember that we talked about uh, how God uh, made a decision uh, about kings, okay, kings in the Old Testament and everything. Well, the people, God's people, Israel, decided they wanted a king. And so they kept uh, screaming to the prophet Samuel, we want a king, we want a king. And God told Samuel, no, I am the king. I am my, my children Israel. I am their king. Well, the people kept on. We want a king. We want a king. God said, okay, you're going to get what you want, but you will be sorry that you asked for a king. And so that became true. And so God chose a man by the name of Saul. Okay. And Saul became king. And for a little while, Saul did what God wanted him to do. But after a while, he did not. He did, he did things he should not do. And so God started to, uh, God had another plan. And another person was born, and a, a teenage boy that God wanted to become king one day uh, came on the scene, and his name was David. How many of you have ever heard the story of David and Goliath? The giant Goliath, okay? We talked about that last Sunday. And after David killed Goliath, David became more famous, more popular than King Saul. Well, that made King Saul jealous and angry. And he, had a, he, made, a, he made a plan, King Saul did. His plan was to kill David because he did not want David to be more popular than he was. And so David heard and found out about this plan that Saul had to kill him. So David fled. He went to another country. Okay? And he hid. Okay? How many of you have ever played hide and seek? Hide and seek is a cool game, right? But let me give you some advice. Do not ever hide from your mom and daddy. You'll have a bad day. <laughs> I did that one time and my mama, mm, it was a rough day, Charlie. A really rough day. Okay, So David was hiding from King Saul, right? And David and his followers, he had about 400 followers that he was leading. And they were hiding in this cave. And I told you Saul was looking for him. Well, it just so happens Saul wanted to take a break. And he enters this cave not knowing that David is in there. And so David's followers said, there's King Saul. Go kill him. He's wanting to kill you. Go get him. And so David went up to King Saul, snuck up behind him, took his knife out, and cut a portion of his robe at the bottom of his robe that he was wearing, cut it. Saul did not even know he was there. David goes back to his followers, and they said, Why didn't you kill him? And David said this, God chose Saul to be king. I am not going to uh, intervene and I'm not going to mess up God's plan. God's plan is for Saul to be king right now. 
Saul leaves the cave. David leaves behind him. And he calls his name, Saul, King Saul. Saul turns around and David goes on his knees and says, Here I am, O king. And he showed Saul that piece of garment from his robe. And he said, I could have killed you, but I spared your life. I'll let you live. And so from that point forward, King Saul did not, did not have any desire to kill David anymore. Saul recognized that God had his hand on David and that David would one day become king. So how does Jesus fit in this story of King Saul and David? Jesus, just like David, followed God's plan. Boys and girls, God had a plan for Jesus, had a purpose for Jesus coming to earth, and that was to die on the cross for our sins. And David was obedient to that plan. Just like you have to be obedient to mom and dad, Jesus was obedient to his father in heaven and accepted God's plan. Okay, so we're going to pray. And after we're finished praying, we're going to give you guys a busy bag for you to take back to your seat. And mom and dad, at the end of the service, if you'll just leave those bags in the chair, and we'll collect those after the service. Today, you guys are in for a special treat, boys and girls. You're in for a special treat. There's two young ladies leading our service today, Bethany and Brittany. They're sisters. That's why they look alike. <laughs> okay? And I've known them a long time. They're good, nice, wonderful young ladies. Okay? All right. But after I finish praying, you'll get your busy bag, and you go back to mom and dad, and we're going to watch a video. Okay? It's a really cool video. All right? So let's pray. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your blessings, God. I thank you that we could be here today at church. Lord, I thank you for David. I thank you for uh, him following uh, God's plan for his life. God, even more so, I'm thankful for your son, Lord, and his acceptance of your plan for the whole world, that he would come and that he would die on a cross for our sins. Lord, I thank you for these boys and girls. God, I ask that you help them to always follow all the days of their life, your plan for their lives. For in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Здравствуйте, Day 3 Church. My name is Vladimir Praknevsky, and I am a shoebox recipient from Kiev, Ukraine. I received one of these beautiful and colorful boxes when I was only nine years old living in Kiev, Ukraine. And what a blessing it was not only for myself, but also for the whole family. And for me, it was extra special because this was my first ever Christmas gift. And it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the wonderful people like you. So today I just want to share my testimony in hopes that it will encourage you to continue doing the good that you've already been doing. And speaking of the good that you've already been doing, I hear that you've been a drop-off location for over 10 years and that you collected last year, that you collected 747 shoeboxes. That's incredible. If you think about it, that's 747 children that will hear the gospel because of you. And... I am the fruit of your labor, and today I just want to briefly share my testimony, which is pretty simple. I come from a family of nine children. My father was an underground minister in Kiev, Ukraine. He pastored an unregistered church in Kiev during the time when Christianity was not allowed. 
And because my father was a believer in, in a country where everything was owned by the state, my father was not able to advance in the society, was not able to go to school. And because of that, he, he wasn't able to get a good job, which resulted in us having very little money to work with. And because of that, my, um, we had to take turns to go outside to play because we only had so many pairs of shoes. We had to share a toothbrush. We didn't have access to toys, but we, we were very creative. We made our own toys. We made our toys out of Coca-Cola caps. We made yo-yos out of Coca-Cola caps. We would play with shoes, pretending they were cars. As for food, we pretty much grew up on rice and potatoes, which uh, I often jokingly say that I guess we were vegetarians before we knew that was a thing. And we grew up in a tiny three-bedroom apartment with barely any heating and cooling. We didn't have washer and dryer. And my mom, she had to do the laundry by hand. And because of that, because of the amount of laundry that mom had to do, her hands would often crack and bleed. And then mom would stay up and she would make socks and underwear for us from old clothes or donated material. So we grew up on... We grew up in, in poverty on the inside, but on the outside of the walls, we were heavily persecuted. But in the middle of all that, we were invited to, to come to a celebration. They were, we were told that we would will, we will get a gift. And it, it was a cold winter day. We had to get on the bus, then on the tram to get to this location. It was cold outside. We were lightly dressed because we couldn't afford warm clothes. But it didn't matter because we were so excited to finally get to this place. And when, when I was walking into this place, I was walking in at the same time with this girl who was from my class. And she was not a believer. And I was very surprised to see her there because I thought this was only for believers. Well, I was wrong. We walked in at the same time. And when we walked in, it's like we transitioned from this black and white Ukrainian winter to a colorful room of joy and laughter. So, so much happy music there, beautiful welcoming smiles, and they gave us juices and snacks that I've never had before. But most importantly, they presented the gospel to us in so many different and unique ways through singing, dancing, puppet shows, cartoons, movies. I mean, by the end of the evening, if you didn't get the concept or the understanding of what the gospel was all about, you weren't paying attention because they did a great job explaining it. And if even if they stopped at that, it would have been enough because it was like a big birthday party for everybody but then they brought out these beautiful and colorful boxes and my box it had everything that you could imagine it's, it's like everything that i imagined playing with growing up it's like it manifested in the box i had my own yo-yo i didn't have to make one from coca-cola caps anymore i had my own toothbrush i had uh, my own little hot wheel cars and you had to play with my uh with shoes pretending there were cars anymore and uh most memorable item was this dental floss because i liked to thinking it was candy but then i learned <laughs> that it was not candy let's just say i felt pretty silly but, you know this box this box is just like box full of love because on the on the giving end i've met a lot of volunteers that put a lot of love in this box and i always say that when you pray over this box you release that love and I always say that God is love, and when you show love to people, you show God to people. And when people experience love, they experience God. And once you experience God's unconditional love, you, you, will, you will not walk away unchanged. And that's the kind of love we need in my culture. See, in my culture, when somebody gives you a gift, they always expect something in return. But here was a gift that was given to me with no strings attached, unconditionally. And that blesses me that children around the world get these shoe boxes with the gospel being preached to them. And you get to be a part of it. God bless you.
So um, I've had the pleasure of um, meeting Vladimir a couple of times and hearing his story um, from the Ukraine. And um, it still shocks me that one of his most memorable items was that dental floss, because um, most of us take dental floss for granted. Um, and so, and most of us don't even use it. I do. I do. I use it. Um, so, but I mean, it was a simple thing like dental floss that made him, um, just able to hear the gospel. Um, that simple, that simple gift in that shoebox um, allowed his heart to be softened so that he could hear the gospel over the last, um, eight or so weeks, we've heard the pastor talk about, um, finding our one. Um, and I hope that every one of you have, um, found your one, um, that you want to share the gospel with. And I hope daily that you're praying for that person and that you're reaching out to them, um, in hopes that the Lord would soften their heart, um, and come to know him. And in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, um, It says, and Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And um, the Great Commission, when you read that, you see all nations. So that means here and abroad. So that means the little boy in Togo, um, Africa, that may never um, get a gift. You're going to be able to give that child a gift, and in that gift, they're going to hear the gospel. Um, so today, I want to share with you um, what is the power of one shoebox. So I want everyone to close their eyes for a second, and I want you to imagine a child right now sitting in a school or a church in a country that's name doesn't roll easily off of our tongue. Um, imagine that child receiving a gift, but before they open this gift, they hear a name that they've never heard in their native language before the name of Jesus. They hear of his love and the joy that he can bring them. Now imagine that child getting to experience that joy and that love for themselves as they open the shoebox that was packed specifically for them. Imagine the immense love that they now feel the love of Christ. That's what a shoebox is all about. So you can open your eyes because you are a part of packing that one shoebox, because you are a, you are a part of putting um, that toothbrush, that school supply, that toy into that box. That child was able to feel that immense joy. Um, you are a part of allowing that child maybe for the first time to fully understand what it meant that Jesus died on the cross for our sins You are a part of allowing that child to have their heart softened so that they could hear um, the love of Jesus and come to know him. Um, You all probably know how to pack a shoebox. If you don't know how to pack a shoebox, just come see me, Brittany, Connie, any of us in here. um, We can tell you what items can go and can't go in a shoebox. Um, But I, I think most of you know. Um, I hope that most of you know how that shoebox gets from here um, to places like Togo and South Africa um, and Asian countries. I hope you know that. If you don't, um, Brittany's going to share a little bit about that later. Um, but once those shoeboxes get to these children, um, they're invited normally to a distribution um, 
And what happens there is the gospel is shared multiple times. You heard from Vladimir's story um, that he heard it in many, many different ways. Um, But one of the things that um, Operation Christmas Child is all about is um, multiplication, discipleship, and evangelism. And um, how they, one of the ways that they go about doing that is through the greatest gift during the distribution, but it's also after the distribution. After the distribution, they are, each one of the children are invited to um, attend the greatest journey. And this greatest journey is a 12-week discipleship program. Two semesters ago during our small groups, the children here um, were able to go through that program Um, And it's a great program that not only teaches the children about Christ, but it also teaches them to share the gospel. So that one shoebox that you packed, if that child went through the greatest journey, he was um, taught to go and share with his community, with his family. And through that, that one shoebox is changing lives. Um, In 2018 alone... um, 10,623,750 shoeboxes were collected. And um, those shoeboxes went to over 112 countries. Um, And one of those countries, um, I actually have some friends that actually just got back from South Africa. um, And I'm excited to hear some of the stories that they're bringing back. Um, So they're currently being distributed as we speak um, and probably today. Um, Out of those 112 countries, 24 of those were hard-to-reach places. And what that means is that those countries are ones that normally would not let Christian organizations in because they know they're going to share the gospel. But because of the other things that Samaritan's Purse is doing, such as their disaster relief and things like that and their medical missions, they're allowing these shoeboxes into those countries. And it is the gospel is being shared in those countries that normally the gospel would never be shared. And that's because of these shoeboxes and because of Samaritan's Purse. Um, and then through um, the Greatest Journey, um, the Greatest Journey started in 2009. And in 2018 was their largest year yet. And with that, um, 4 million children attended the Greatest Journey. 2 million of those children made a decision of faith through the Greatest Journey. Um, in the Greatest Journey, there are... Um, So with the teachers, um, one of the things that that I like about the discipleship portion of The Greatest Journey is that these are not missionaries that are from America, from Australia, from those places that are packing shoe boxes. The teachers for The Greatest Journey are trained teachers that walk beside these children daily, that have grown up in that country, that know the culture, that know the difficulties that these children may go through if they accept Christ. They know how it is to live in those countries because they've lived there. And so these are locally trained teachers. Um, Last year, they trained over 200,000 local teachers. Um, In the Ukraine alone, it was over 3,000 just in the Ukraine that were were trained last year. Um, So if you think about kind of the statistics that I just gave, and you think every 60 seconds. So every 60 seconds, because of um, The Greatest Journey, 21 hear the gospel, seven are enrolled in The Greatest Journey, five graduate from the program, four accept Christ, and four commit to pray and share. So if you think about it, that's every 60 seconds. So as we stand up here today, our service is about an hour long. Um, that's a lot 
of kids that are hearing the gospel and accepting Christ and going out and sharing that in the community. So it's not just staying with those kids. It is changing communities. Um, Samaritans, um, the Samaritan's Purse commitment is discipleship and multiplication. And the greatest journey is one of the ways that they're doing this. In part three of um, the pastor series, he talked about how um, the first the first Christians were not, did not call themselves Christians. In Acts, they called themselves disciples. And so that's what we need to strive to do. We need to strive to be disciples. And one way that we can do that is through the greatest journey. Um, TGJ um, is an effective tool that's reaching communities. And um, Dr. Don Wilton, um, we got to hear him speak in um, at our Connect conference that we went to back in April. And one of the things that he said um, that really stuck with me and Brittany both was that he said that the Bible says go and make disciples, not converts. And the greatest journey makes disciples. And that's one thing that I think a lot of times that we forget when we're just reading through and seeing the word Christian all the time. That yes, we can be Christians, but are we being disciples of Christ? Um, and so this is one, and this is the reason, the greatest journey is the reason why I feel so strongly about Operation Christmas Child and the reason why I volunteer year round with Operation Christmas Child, because I know that they're doing more than just giving a simple gift. The, the shoebox is a tool that they're using to spread the gospel to many, um, across the world. And so right now, um, I'm gonna, we're going to watch a quick video that's going to kind of show you um, some distributions and also some graduations with The Greatest Journey and explain a little bit more. And then Brittany is going to come up and speak to you. Have you ever thought what comes after the box? At Samaritan's First, we've got an incredible program after Operation Christmas Child. It's called The Greatest Journey. The purpose of Samaritan's Purse is evangelism. We just don't want to just hand out a box. Children that put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we want them to grow in their faith. We want to disciple them and raise up an army of young kids who can take their faith and share it with another child so that that person will put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. This is what it's all about, evangelism, taking the gospel to another generation. The Greatest Journey is an incredible opportunity uh, to take children and set them down and then give them kind of an overview of the Scripture so they understand the basic concepts of the Bible and then to teach them verses where they have to memorize verses. And at the end of 12 weeks, they get a certificate and they get a Bible. With the introduction of the discipleship course, we are seeing children committing their lives to share the gospel with others. We are seeing children taking the gospel back to their families. The Grace's journey is the real deal because it gets to train and disciple the children that have received the shoeboxes on how to live, on how to love God, and also to become disciples. I learned that God created the world and that He created everything so beautifully. God wants us to be a beautiful creation in Him, and that's how I want to be. You shall love the Lord your God. To know that you're passing on what you've learned to another person, not just keeping the knowledge for yourself. You feel loved. You feel like, you know what, I'm at home. I'm at home and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do right now. We always work through the local church. And when it's all said and done and the training's finished, these kids are going to be part of the church, going out into their communities, sharing their faith in Jesus Christ. The Greatest Journey materials are in multiple languages, from cover to cover, 
colorful, filled with illustrations that, that touch a child's heart. Scripture is right there. Twelve lessons for so many. They have never seen material quite like this before. And over the past years, The Greatest Journey has impacted over three million children that have graduated from The Greatest Journey. Republic of Georgia, where we're having a ceremony for the children that have graduated from the greatest journey. So we give God the glory, we praise Him, and we thank you for your support, for your prayers, making this happen. Giving the greatest journey to a child is easy. Just $6 provides everything. All the materials, including a trained teacher for a child to attend class and become a faithful disciple. The greatest journey is a great opportunity to, to impact the life of a child teaching children how to share their faith with their friends and family around the world, raising up an army of evangelists who can take the gospel to the next generation. Well, <laughs> sorry. Um, okay, so I need five volunteers, children if they want. Okay, come on. You can come on up. Come on, Mackenzie. Okay, y'all stand right here. You can stand right here in front of me. I need one more. We can have two. Come on. Got it? Okay, turn around. Okay, we're going to face that way. We're going to start right here. Take this washcloth. And pretend like you're washing, like you're in the shower. How do you use your washcloth? There you go. Okay, now pass it to Emma. Emma, you get to use her washcloth. Wash. Yeah, get behind your ears. There you go. Okay, now pass it on. You get to use her washcloth. Do you want to use it? No? I don't blame you. Here, do you want to use it? (laughs) You wash. Wash really good. Get your elbow pits right there. Really good. There you go. Now pass it on to Mackenzie. There you go. You going to wash your face with it? No. <laughs> you want to pass it on one more time? There you go. Okay. Thank you. So how did it feel to have to use the same washcloth that everybody else used? Did you like sharing the washcloth? No? No? Do all of you have a washcloth at home? Do you have to share? Does it get washed between sharing? I had to share with my brother and it doesn't get washed. Oh, no. That's okay. You can share with your brother. That works. Okay, y'all can have a seat now. (laughs) Y'all can Thank you. So as Bethany said, um, over the past um, small group session, we did... um, TGJ here at the church, and it was really cool as one of the teachers to get to see um, all the kids learn about Jesus and be able to go through that um, study with them, knowing that through the support that our church has with Operation Christmas Child, that we get to be part of that in other countries across the world. And um, as we go through um, 
this year, we have set a quite a large goal. Um, last year, our, our goal for the church was 600 boxes. Um, and through your commitment and um, the grace of God, we were able to pack 747 shoe boxes. That's 747 gospel opportunities that went across um, the Atlantic Ocean into other countries that may not have heard about Jesus otherwise. Um, so thank you all for your commitment and your giving through Operation Christmas Child so that we can make that possible. Um, our 2019 goal as a church is 1,000 boxes. That's 1,000 kids through our church that are going to get to hear the gospel of Jesus through a simple shoebox gift. I mean, as they said on the video, this isn't something that they have to give something back in return. Um, they get to come into a local church um, and they get to join a discipleship program through these shoeboxes. They get to learn about Jesus and um, the sacrifices that he made for them. And they'd have to give nothing back to receive those gifts. And we as a church get to be part of that. And so I just want to um, go over just a little bit about how you can be involved in OCC and how we as a church are going to try to benefit um, OCC through our giving and our packing of shoeboxes. So the first thing that we want you all to do is pray. Um, OCC has a big emphasis on prayer and believe that through everything else, nothing is possible unless we pray. Um, and so we have seen um, children receive gifts that they would never have um, received through these shoeboxes. Things that they had asked for, like a simple um, washcloth or a um, bar of soap. And I'm going to tell a quick story just really quick about that bar of soap. Um, there was a girl in an orphanage in a country, and she had to share this bar of soap um, with all the girls in the orphanage. She didn't know what it was like to have her own um, soap or her own washcloth. And one day she was invited to come to a distribution where they were going to hand out shoeboxes. Um, and then when she opened that shoebox, the first thing she saw was a bar of soap. And she got to take that bar of soap home and be able to have her own soap. And through the simple shoebox gift, she was able to see Christ's love um, through something as simple as a bar of soap. You know, we have different colors, different scents, different types of soap at our home. But she didn't have that for herself. And through the box that was packed specifically for her and prayed over specifically for her, she was able to have that need met through that shoebox and be able to have her own bar of soap to take home with her. And so this coming year, we just want you to pray. And I want to walk through just a little bit of how OCC um, takes prayer and multiplies that among the boxes. And so as you pack your box and as you shop for items to bring in for our boxes, I want you to pray while you're there. If you think you need to pick up um, a, a pair of socks, um, wool socks, and then a pair of flip-flops and put them in the same box, um, I want you to pick up the flip-flops and the wool socks and put them in the same box. Um, I want you to pray over the child that will receive the crayons that you pick up at the dollar store when you're shopping. Um, and pray over those that those items are able to meet um, the children where they are. And then I also um, want to let you know, so when we pack the shoeboxes, every time a shoebox is packed, we want that box to be prayed over and the child that will receive that box to be prayed over. Once a shoebox is packed, that's brought to a drop-off location. We are a drop-off location, our church is. So during collection week in November, there will be thousands of shoeboxes that come in, not just our boxes, but other churches will be bringing boxes here to drop them off. 
when they come in, we get to pray over those boxes. But not only do we get to pray over those boxes, we get to pray over the people that are bringing those boxes in here. We become a local missionary site um, for those individuals. There may be people that just know about packing shoeboxes and pack them because it's something to do with their families, and they have no idea the impact that that box is going to have. And they may not even know Jesus themselves. And being a drop-off location, that gives us the opportunity to share Christ with others and to pray over them um, as they bring in those boxes. And so you as a church will be able to come in November and be able to sign up to volunteer to be those hands on and those feet on the ground here, um, praying for those boxes that are coming in and praying for those other churches and those un- other individuals coming in to bring those boxes. Once the boxes are packed up here, they get, then go to a collection site where big trucks are Um, packed up with boxes. And every time we pack up those um, boxes to put in those trucks, we pray once again over those boxes that those children um, that are getting those boxes um, will learn and receive Christ as um, their Savior. And then um, for those of you who have ever gone to a processing center, there's one in Charlotte and one in Boone, the closest ones. And during that processing center, these boxes are then processed through. And then when we get a full box or a full trailer load full of boxes, the whole processing center stops. Every conveyor belt is shut down. Everyone stops. And we pray over those boxes that are going out into those countries, whether um, it's one of the um, hard to reach places or another one of the 112 locations that they went to this year. The whole plant stops and we pray for those boxes specifically that are going out in that truck. And so prayer is a huge part of Operation Christmas Child, um, and it's really exciting what we see happen through prayer and through these boxes. The next thing that we're encouraging you to do is to bring items. Um, You have seen in the updates that we have items monthly that we're bringing. Um, I will tell you, we're a little behind, um, but I have faith that we will catch up. Um, So every month, we're encouraging you to bring specific items. If you go out like after the 4th and you're at the Dollar Tree or you're at Target, it's a really good place after the holidays. Um, Or you're at Walmart, they're going to have sales on 4th of July items. Get those items and bring them in. It doesn't matter if it's part of the the monthly collection or not. Um, Bring those items in. And every week, try to remember what is something that I can pick up when I'm grocery shopping or when I'm out um, shopping. What's something that I can pick up to bring in for for these shoeboxes? The next thing is to give. Um, One of the things that, um, you know, if... I'm sorry, Jeffrey. If Jeffrey's out shopping, he's not going to think about getting um, socks or pencils or crayons. Um, But if it's something that you feel like that maybe you're not called to shop for these items, but you may be called to give, um, we we would encourage you to give to um, the church to benefit OCC. Um, Packing a shoebox, it it takes about 24 items, 20 to 24 items to get a really good um, quality shoebox. And then you also have a $9 shipping on top of that. And it is our goal with these thousand shoeboxes that we ship and send the money to ship all thousand of these shoeboxes. So that's $9 per box that we will also be sending out um, through our church. And then there's a couple items or a couple activities that we're doing in September that we're really excited about. Um, So in September, the first Sunday of September, Emma will be having her lemonade stand. 
um, and she will be selling lemonade um, in, to benefit OCC. I will warn you, she doesn't give change back, so make sure you bring your $20 bills. Um, but she won't get any change back because she really likes to keep all the money. Um, but all of that will go to benefit the shipping of the, our shoe boxes. Um, and it's really good lemonade. She makes it herself. Um, so it's got, it's really sweet. Um, and then the next thing we'll, we're doing is the women's group will be doing a bake sale the whole uh, month of September. So every Sunday in September, um, come hungry and, um, we'll have lots of baked goods. Um, <laughs> That will, that will be given out. Um, and so we, um, all of the money raised there will also benefit OCC. And then something new that we're doing this year that I'm really excited about um, is a mommy and me packing party. And um, what this is going to be is for mommies and daughters, no matter your age. Um, so mommy, you can go with me. Um, we are having a packing party, and we're hoping to have a full circle speaker. Um, a full circle speaker is an individual that has received a shoebox, and they get to come in person and tell us um, about how the shoebox impacted their life. Um, and during this Mommy and Me packing party, we're going to be able to shop for items for um, shoeboxes. We'll have dinner, and then we'll listen to the um, full circle speaker while we're there. Um, so if you want to come, even if you don't have um, a child and you want to come, please come and join us for the Mommy and Me packing party. Um, and we'll give you more dates as we um, have that information for you. And then as we did last year, we'll also be having a churchwide packing party to pack our 1,000 shoeboxes. Um, and last year, that was a lot of fun, um, and I think it'll be just as much fun this year. Um, but thank you all for all you have been doing for OCC, and continue to pray and to bring items in so that we can touch as many children um, for Christ as, um, as possible. So as Brittany had mentioned, um, these kids, they don't have to do anything. Um, most of them don't even realize that they're going, um, to get a gift when they go to these places. Um, they, they, and they don't have to do anything to go through the greatest journey either. They just have to show up. Um, they get to come as they are. And, um, in part four of the pastor's, um, week, he talked about, um, the paralyzed man and getting others to Jesus. And um, growing up in church, I heard the story of the paralyzed man probably about a hundred times. Um, but this Sunday, particularly, um, I don't know if the Lord was preparing me for this week or um, or what. But every time the pastor said anything that week, it brought me back to um, the shoeboxes and Operation Christmas Child. And he talked about how um, the paralyzed man literally came in his bed. Um, so I know for me this morning, I kind of got up and brushed my hair a little bit. Um, so most of you looks like you brushed your hair this morning. So you did something to get ready. Um, but this man literally came in his bed. He did not get ready. He came exactly how he was. Um, and his friends did everything in their power to get him to Jesus and um, he was forever changed. He walked out of that house forever changed. And he walked out as a testimony of what Christ can do to someone's life. And that's what we can do. We can do everything in our power to get a child where they are in their need, um, to meet them where they are and so that they can hear the love of Christ. And um, so like I've mentioned a couple of times, me and Brittany both are part of a, um, of the year round volunteer team. And if you want to be a part of the year round volunteer team, you can come and see us. But, um, 
but every year we have a couple of area teams in North and South Carolina, and we're given a theme verse every year. And this year, um, our theme verse was First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen, and it says, "Rejoice always, pray continuously, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." And um, this verse um, kind of has stuck out to me quite a bit this year, just for things personally that have gone on and then with um, Operation Christmas Child, we can find joy in a lot of things, especially here in America. Um, I get to find joy in the fact that um, most of all of all of my needs are met. Um, I have running water that's hot. I have food on my table. I have um, a place to sleep at night. Um, I don't have to worry about um, my daughter getting ready to start preschool and not having the school supplies that she needs. She's going to have the things that she needs, and I don't have to worry about that. So I get to find joy in that. These children, they... If you've ever been to a um, a foreign country, if you've ever been to a third world, world country, these children most of the time don't have the necessities that we think are necessities, but they still find joy in the smallest things. And they find so much joy in these shoeboxes. They get school supplies so that they're able to go to school. In a lot of these countries, if they don't have the school supplies, there aren't people that are going to give them those school supplies. They just don't get to go to school. Um, but these shoe boxes al- are allowing these children to go to school. They're allowing, just like Brittany t- um, told you about the, the orphan that received um, a bar of soap. She found Christ in a bar of soap because it, Christ met her at her need of wanting a simple thing as a bar of soap. Um, and so these shoeboxes meet these children. Some of these children are broken in need. Some of them come from desperate situations, but God is ready to meet them there. He's ready to change their lives. We just have to be willing to be a vessel. God doesn't need us. He doesn't need us to pack these shoeboxes. He doesn't need these shoeboxes so that these, these children um, will find the joy in him. He doesn't need us, but he asks us. And, he, and I feel like he's chosen us to pack these shoeboxes so that these children um, will hear the gospel. So my question for you today is, are you ready? Um, Are you ready to get those school supplies so that those children can go to school? Are you ready to get um, the the soap and the toothbrushes and the washcloths and those simple toys? Um, Are you ready to change a child's life through Operation Christmas Child? Um, This is a wonderful ministry. Like I said before, it doesn't just stop with the shoebox. It goes on and on. The multiplication of these shoeboxes through discipleship, um, through the greatest journey, are changing communities and countries' lives. So I just want to know, are you ready to help us meet um, our 1,000 shoeboxes? Um, I think the pastor's going to come up and close. But before we do, I just want to pray for our church. Um, pray for the um, the shoeboxes that are being distributed probably today. Um, we had a group, like I said before, that just, um, came back from South Africa this week delivering shoeboxes. And those were some of the 10 million that were packed in 2018 that are still being given out. So continue to pray, continue, um, to pray. I think we have about, 
um, 100 and something days to collection week, if that. Um, and so just pray for the ones that are going to be packing shoe boxes um, the rest of this year. Um, and then also um, just remember when, when Ryan um, or Joy gets up here and asks for volunteers for our collection site here at day three, volunteer. It's a way that we can be a local and a global mission missionaries. And so um, just volunteer. Last year we had over um, 1,400 boxes come through our drop-off location. Um, that included our 700. So this year we're hoping for over 2,000 shoe boxes to come through our church this year that we are going to have the opportunity to pray for those children that are going to receive those boxes. So let's just pray real quick, and um, I hope that you're ready to serve and give. God, I just thank you, Lord, for this time that you've given us. Thank you um, for the opportunity to serve you. Um, I just pray that you will soften our hearts. Um, God, as we walk through Walmart, as we walk through Target and Dollar Tree, Lord, I just pray that you will um, show us what items to pick up. Just allow us to... um, just to worship you in this way and to give back to you in this way. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for allowing us to live in a country, Lord, that we can um, worship you, that we can share freely um, the love of, of your son, Lord. And God, I just pray for those countries that are receiving shoeboxes this year. I pray for um, the, the children that are receiving those boxes. I pray that you'll soften their heart. I pray for um, the greatest journey, God, the teachers that are teaching. Um, God, I pray that you will just um, bless them. I pray for the children that are learning, God, um, about your son about how he came and died, Lord. I pray that you will touch their lives, touch their families' lives. God, if it's in a place, Lord, that um, they will get persecuted for knowing you, God, I pray that you will put your hand of protection over them, that you will allow them, Lord, to be brave and to share your name. Your name, amen. have an invitation uh, to close with here in just a moment. Uh, Before we do, uh, I I want to uh, point out to you on the front of the bulletin today, uh, you can see pictures of the items and the months listed there. Uh, Also, we've got some additional copies uh, that's just like a little handout available on the tables uh, out in the hallway. Um, So you can see what the object was, the focus for each month. That, that being said, it is fine to go back in the previous months because we probably need more items than what we have. Um, and I want to challenge you guys because it, it, did, you, did you listen and see the stats that were on the screen this morning? What, what else can you do with a few dollars every month to make that kind of impact? Because I don't think there's anything. I mean, it might mean you don't get a soft drink for two days, which you don't really need anyway. You know. Uh, but whenever you go shopping for the rest of this year, we want to challenge you to buy those items. All of those items are inexpensive things. To where I think any of us could buy multiples of those items whenever we go out to shop. There's a box that we have on the stage on this side. Uh, and if you saw it in Facebook, I think it was uh, sent out also as a message. Uh, maybe everyone didn't get a chance to see that, read it. But part of the invitation is today, if you brought some items for the shoe boxes that we'll pack later in the year, part of the invitation is during this invitation time, come and, and put those items in the box. 
We also decided this morning uh, that by next week we'll have two boxes. There'll be a box on either side of the stage. And instead of these boxes being out in the connection area, from now until we pack our shoe boxes, part of the invitation is going to be every Sunday for you to step forward at the first of the invitation and put those items in the box. So every week we want to keep it before you. Every week we want to challenge you. In other words, from now until the time we pack our shoe boxes, invitation isn't a time for you just to stand there. Invitation is a time for you to bring something to put in these boxes. And listen to however else God may speak to your heart. So since we're going to have an invitation this morning, we think about these gifts that are, are given. The greatest gift that's ever been given is Jesus. Amen. That's why we do this. But, but if you don't know Christ as your Savior, He died on the cross for you. He paid your sin penalty on the cross. And your only hope, your only way of forgiveness is trusting in Him by faith. It's not based upon your own personal goodness because, to be honest with you, you don't have it. <laughs> it's not based upon good works because that doesn't work. It's based upon faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross through the grace of God, through the unmerited favor. You don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. But he extends that to us. So I want you to think about this more if you don't know Christ as your Savior. Why not give yourself as a gift to Jesus this morning? Which, by the way, you wouldn't really be a gift because he bought and paid for you on the cross, if you think about it in those terms. Stand with me. Father, I pray if there's anyone in this place that doesn't know Christ as Savior, that you draw them to yourself right now. Give them the faith that they need to trust in Jesus. Father, I pray you also burden our hearts with a greater focus to share the gospel as we've been spending this time over the last few weeks about focusing upon our one and who it is we need to lead to Jesus. Father, don't let us sidestep that issue. Father, help us to understand you've called us, each and every one of us, to reach out into people's lives and to share the gospel with them and try and disciple them. But Father, especially this morning as we have focused on Operation Christmas Child and on these shoe boxes, Father, burden us to where each and every week we'll bring items to put in these boxes. And Father, I pray that we'll go beyond our goal of a thousand. I pray the goals that other churches have that are participating in Operation Christmas Child, they'll go way beyond their goals. Father, I pray churches that have never participated in Operation Christmas Child will, will, will feel a conviction from you that they need to get engaged and that they need to be involved in Operation Christmas Child. Father, I pray for this coming year that there will be more children that receive few boxes and more children that receive Christ and more of their family members and more of their friends who they can share the gospel with will receive Christ than ever before. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon audio production from Day 3 Church. We pray that it has ministered to you. For more information about our location, service times, or other sermon podcasts, please visit us online at day3church.org. Day 3 Church, experience a new day in your life.